there are a lot of people who have come to not just accept, but to practice a lot of natural medicine and integrative practices in their healthcare. They believe in acupuncture, they take vitamins and supplements and botanicals and massage therapy and all sorts of lifestyle things. There's one area, homeopathy, that still leaves a whole lot of people scratching their heads. Those who know it, those who practice it, they have moved to it because it creates a, a cure like nothing they've ever found before when you can get it right. Those who don't believe it think it's just snake oil. I'm going to talk to Dr. Joseph Feuerstein, a trained homeopath who's had great success with it in his practice, not just with adults, but with kids, kids with behavioral problems, kids with focus problems. If you've got an ailment and you've been going from doctor to doctor to doctor and prescription to prescription and haven't had success in feeling better, homeopathy may be something you want to think about. I'm Sarah Heiner. This is the Bottom Line Advocator Podcast. And hey, be sure at the end to rate and review this podcast so that more people can know about it and learn from it. And stick to the end because we have a great offer for you. Thanks so much. I'm Sarah Heiner, president of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert sourced, expert fed, and expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to Dr. Joseph Feuerstein. He's associate professor of clinical medicine at Columbia University in New York and he's Director of Integrative Medicine at Stanford Hospital in Connecticut, where he specializes in family medicine. Dr. Feuerstein completed a fellowship in integrative medicine at the University of Arizona School of Medicine, where he trained directly with renowned natural physician, Dr. Andrew Weil, in a wide range of complementary and alternative medicine modalities with special emphasis on nutrition and disease prevention. In addition, he's certified in clinical hypnosis and clinical acupuncture and homeopathy, which is what we're gonna be talking about today. Dr. Feuerstein is also the author of Dr. Joe's Man Diet, Lose 15 to 20 Pounds and Drop Bad Cholesterol 20% and Watch Your Blood Sugar Free Fall in 12 Weeks. It's a lot of promises in that book. Uh, that book's available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. So Joe, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you too. It's great to be here. And yeah, I gave this bio. You, you have done so many things and you, you specialize in so many things. There we go. Um, and you know, I guess the master around it is integrative medicine, but we wa- what we want to talk about tonight is this mystery thing called homeopathy. That's exactly right. Because everybody hears about nutrition and they think they're getting a little sick of nutrition. Yes. But homeopathy is this kind of mystery thing. A lot of people think it's weird. A lot of people think it's hocus pocus, but the true practitioners of it and believers in it in some ways say it's the most powerful and effective type of medicine that there is. There's, there's no question. One of the, the principles of homeopathy essentially is that you are getting the body in a state where it's going to heal itself, which is a little different from the Western paradigm. Um, you know, the Western paradigm is that we're taking medications to uh, reduce this or reduce that. Um, but a homeopathic idea would be that the body has a natural healing system and you have to activate that and then it will take care of itself and get back to essentially homeostasis. So that's a a different way of looking at things. And then they'll use specific remedies that might be mineral or animal or vegetable to help stimulate the body to do that. Okay. So let me challenge you on it. And I'm going to keep challenging you because sure. everyone listening to me is yeah. sitting in their mind going, yeah, yeah. but what about this? Yeah. What about that? You, you know, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> All right. So 
the thing is, though, you said that it, it's a, 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 pro, a protocol that helps the body heal itself. Yes. But so is nutrition. So is integrative medicine. So there are so many other things that you work to help the body heal itself. And that's you know, naturopathic medicine in general. The philosophy is to help the body heal itself rather than the, the Western symptom suppression. And if I just shut it up, then it must be fixed. So get me a little deeper on what, what's so, homeopathy. Is so firstly, I, I think that one has to understand this within the general understanding of integrative medicine. So in integrative medicine, and certainly as you described, I do a couple of things. And the reason why I do a couple of things is because nobody, get, nobody gets one treatment. So the areas of focus are always going to be nutrition and always going to be stress management and always going to be working on movement and working on sleep. And then sometimes there are going to be botanicals or acupuncture or trigger point or hypnosis. And, ac and homeopathy is another adjunct that can be useful in certain circumstances. Uh, do I use it with every patient? A lot of the patients, honestly, there are too many other pressing things that are obviously going to need to be treated from a more of a lifestyle approach. But homeopathy would always be useful. Sometimes it's going to be front and center because everything else has already been done, but you still have not moved the organism from an unhealthy state to a more healthy one. And that's essentially what classical homeopathy is trying to do. So now, so you talked about like cures like. Yep. And some ways in my twisted brain, because I somehow my brain likes to make pictures of things, I almost view it as like a vaccine, but it doesn't protect. It instead like catalyzes. So that's actually not quite how homeopathy is working. That's why I'm glad I put that out there. It's beautiful. Because so again, it's just like nobody has a clue of what this is. And right. in fact, and just so I'm going to take a pause for a second. Mm. They may not even know where they find, like these are those little blue tubes of stuff. That's, that's, that's exactly right. the blue tubes of stuff. So, you know, let's take a, we're going to big picture this for a second. Classical homeopathy, one of the, one of the tenants is the idea, a couple of tenants. One of them is that you um, are using a, when we mean like cures like, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about how that actually works. But the other things that are important is that there is a rule, it's also known in naturopathy, called Herring's Law, where essentially um, the, uh, uh, tr the healing starts from the, out, from the inside and, 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 and goes out. Um, and then um, uh, the other thing is that, and this is the part that's perhaps a little more controversial, is that in classical homeopathy, you are doing dilution of these remedies, and some of these remedies are actually poisons in a, in a normal dose, and you are using them incredibly diluted, and that is what you're using for, you know, uh, to, to have an effect. So let me go and try and so explain okay, how this works. Poisons in another dose. So, but although every medication is poison in the wrong no, dose. No, this is, I mean, right. I'm literally so, talking about yeah. like I know it's highly, snake. Highly, right. Oh no, I'm talking about snake venom. You're literally taking snake venom. Lots of snake venoms we use. You're using, I mean, arsenic is a poison. Strychnine is, uh, which is Nux Vomica, is a poison. I mean, these are things that would kill you if you took at a regular dose. So you're telling me that likes cures likes. So strychnine is So I, 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 I want to explain how this works because <laughs> the like cures like it's confuses. It's so bigger than people say. Right, no, but it, it, so it confuses. Right. So here's, here's kind of how this actually 
works in terms of constitutional remedies and homeopathy. So the idea is this. So that so you know, the tenet we spoke about just before was that you're taking remedies, you're taking these things out of nature and you are diluting them so they are no longer toxic. So that's the reason why I can take strychnine or I can take arsenic and I'm not going to have a poison that's going to kill me because it's diluted. But that's not the main point of this. Right, the main the question point is, this, why would anyone ever want to take right, that, right? So, so let me get to kind of what we're trying to do here. In homeopathy, every person is in a specific what we call constitutional state, okay? So it's a basic state of being how you are. Some people are, this is going to be more to do with their characteristics, but it's everything including physical and emotionally. But for example, some people are more outgoing. Some people are more quiet. Some people sleep with their hands up. Some people will sleep with their hands down. Some people wilt when they are in heat. Some people love heat. Some people get rashes. Some people bleed. All of that in Western medicine would just be random stuff that you would put together in some way. In classical homeopathy, that's all giving you a picture. And it's giving you a picture of a single remedy that is essentially going to be the state in homeopathy that you're in. You're, how you are right now is this state. Certain states, which is remedies, but I'm using the word state because that's how we describe it, Certain states are not good states to be in. They're bad states. They're pathological states. So, so we what, have to. So I'm anxious. I'm stressed. No, I'm no, no it's not. No, because you're using one symptom, and I'm describing an entire picture of a person. But why okay? is why I'm trying to figure out like why why is a person coming in? So the person right. comes in because they got rheumatoid. You know, so the stuff we would see is person comes in because they got rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. okay. I still haven't explained what like, uh, you know, like uh, cures like is, but just, just to, to kind of go over how that would be. So the patient has rheumatoid arthritis. So in Western medicine, they're going to sit there and they're going to examine them and they're going to decide uh, that they should be on a biologic or they should be a methotrexate or they should be on something or they should be on steroids, etc. And if you do integrative medicine, you're going to work on a diet and you might use some anti-inflammatory botanicals and you might work on some stress management, etc. So at, in addition, in homeopathy, you are going to take a much much more detailed history where you are interested in uh, if you have a cold uh, or you have a runny nose is it green is it yellow does it happen after breakfast or before breakfast this is all kind of extraordinary detail of a history that no other doctor in any other branch of medicine would ever take and all of that is giving you a picture the more symptoms you have the more details you have of every system of the body so it isn't anxiety it wouldn't just be anxiety but like okay tell me about your bowel movements tell me about your joints tell me about um all these everything together it's like when you take a western um when you take a western evaluation you do what's called a review of systems and you are you know how's the heart and how's the lungs etc but in homeopathy you're trying to get as many symptoms as you can so you can build a picture the so pi yeah are you saying that if I have rheumatoid arthritis and you have rheumatoid arthritis, that because our constitutions are, are different, different, you're going to get a different remedy completely. Because so, but does the I mean I'll call it it's a disease now it's an autoimmune disease yeah. and all that. Yeah. But that that disease or I'll call it any other disease right. manifest differently in me versus you because our constitution is different. So. I mean, essentially, the rheumatoid arthritis is going to cause the symptoms of rheumatoids. But the point that that that, that you made, which is which is exactly right, is that 
everybody does not get the same remedy. So you may have the same disease as me, but you're not the same as me. You have different uh, you have different symptoms, you have a whole different picture, and therefore your remedy is different from my remedy. So that's one of the things that's completely different from any Western approach where everybody's given one of the standard approaches. But in, in, in homeopathy, it is so individualized that you could have 10 kids with ADD and they could all be given completely different homeopathic remedies because they're in different, not healthy states of what they could be. And what we're trying to do is move the entire picture, this entire picture of health, which is not in a good state, we're trying to move the entire thing to a more healthy version of themselves, which is, and we use a remedy to do that, and then the body is going to help with those symptoms. So that's essentially what we're trying to do in classical homeopathy. So let me try and do a parallel, because mm. what you're saying is, I think really vital. I'm going to broaden it for mm -hmm. a second and we'll come back to homeopathy. So we both have rheumatoid arthritis. It manifests differently in our body because we're in different states. And you're saying that it's a different remedy depending on what my state is. Can I draw a parallel? Can people consider then, and I was doing a podcast the other day about off-label drugs and the, 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 the way different drugs manifest differently in people. So does that mean that if they weren't doing homeopathy, put that aside, but you and I show up at the rheumatologist's office with our rheumatoid arthritis, and they give me a drug and they give you a drug, because of who we are and what our different constitutions are, that those drugs similarly are not affecting me in the same way, and that people need to be aware that because of their state or and because of other systems in their body that their prescriptions also may or may not be as effective? So... I mean, there's no question it's the reason why for rheumatoid arthritis there, is, there are different medications right. because the, 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 the symptoms of rheumatoid are still going to manifest the, you know, similarly in each one of us. However, each one of us is not starting in the same state. You ha you, there's a fundamental type of, of, of co in homeopathy constitutional remedy you are. This is how you are when you're born. It doesn't change. And this is your healthy version of yourself. And if stress or lots of different things push you out of that state, then you get into an unhealthy state and homeopathy is getting you back into your more natural version of yourself. So um, the medication concept is similar in the sense that everybody doesn't get the same medication, but it's just that the, in homeopathy, you fundamentally don't have the same type of people. It's why it's very difficult to do any randomized controlled studies because every single person is getting a different remedy. So there's no, the treatment of homeopathic remedy, you know, I'm talking about the real classical homeopathy, the treatment of, uh, oh, I don't know, let's decide, of uh, rheumatoid arthritis is to take uh, Rustox, which is something that a lot of rheumatoid arthritis patients will be taking. But it doesn't mean that that is the treatment, the homeopathic treatment. That is, could be, you could be given multiple other treatments depending on your individual story and where you are, both in terms of your symptoms and in terms of who you are to begin with. And so there's a there's an incredible complexity to this. It's by far the most complicated uh, system of all the different types of integrated medicine systems that I've studied. In fact, a lot of the time in adults, because it's more complicated than adults, we actually have to put the symptoms into a computer and it gives us 
enough information that we can make some at least general ideas of what remedies would be the best remedies because there are thousands of remedies because the world is diverse with thousands of different people. So I, if I'm confusing it, it is because it's terribly <laughs> complicated. And, and I'm trying to get to find something for, to be able to anchor it on. So it's um, just so, unlike anything. This, yes. is why, this is why, honestly, it's just a part of medicine that most physicians really find difficult because it does not, it is almost a completely different way of looking at the body. It's the same way as the way traditional Chinese medicine looks at disease is just a different way than how Ayurveda looks at a disease or the way Western medicine looks at a disease. So this is a different way of contemplating essentially how diseases work. Well, the thing that I think is super cool, Mm. I mean, among the, the complexities and fascinating intricacies of it, can I extend this to go... Once you find the Sarah Heiner remedy, right? Right. If we can identify, because I sleep on my side right. and I right, and I never get a cold and whatever, whatever that complex of mm-hmm. symptoms are, mm-hmm. that finds the Sarah Heiner remedy. Is that my remedy for? I'll call it everything. That that's what finds what gets me to my back to my core Best Sarah ideal yes. state. That would have me in balance, and no matter whether I've got rheumatoid arthritis or I've got the flu, that that same remedy would be the Sarah Heiner remedy, which I think is awesome. Which is, is, um, yes and no. The yes is that, in general, and I do this when I see children who want to come and be seen by by a a physician uh, who's a homeopath, um, you want to work out what their underlying basic constitutional remedy is sulfur, uh, they could be uh, phosphorus, they could be arsenic of album, lots of different remedies. And if they become sick, the first thing you do is give them your constitutional remedy because the body is being stressed. Whatever's coming in, whatever illness, whether it's a virus or it's a bacteria, the body's now being stressed and the body is starting to go out of that remedy into a less healthy version of itself and by taking your own constitutional remedy your own remedy the Sarah Heiner remedy if you will you're going to be able to get back and allow the body to reboot and get back into its healthy state sometimes however because of the stresses or whatever else is pushing you out of this remedy and that could be nutrition and that could be environmental issues and that could be sleep and that could be emotional whatever's pushing this out um Sometimes it's pushed out into a really pathological remedy. And that way, and that way you're not going to be able to just take the Sarah Heiner remedy. You'd have to take something because you're now no longer in the Sarah Heiner state. You're in the whatever, rheumatoid arthritis state or whatever it is. And so you have to take a different remedy to get you back on the journey to go towards... Back into the neighborhood. Back into, back into normal, back into homeostasis. Right. Again, it just it's not like any other branch of medicine. So you how know. did you get into this? So it's a two-year, it's a two-year training. So I'll tell you how it goes. So in Connecticut, you have to have a licensed. If you want to, if you want to be a a licensed homeopathic physician, there is a license from the state of Connecticut. So I have two licenses. One is as a physician, and the other is a homeopathic physician. Yeah, but that's not. I'm going to interrupt you because that's not what I meant. Although it's good to know that it's licensure. I mean. How, so there you graduated from medical right. school, and there you went to Andrew Wiles right. and you did right. all this no, stuff. No, this was, this was how, afterwards. This how, was something that no, was I, two years of training. I got afterwards. it, but yeah, you did yeah. all that. Mm. But one day you woke up and you decided to become a homeopath. Like, so, where did that come from? So that was, was honestly, 
finding and seeing patients who had had quite extraordinary results from homeopathy. And I'll give you the best one. The best one I've seen, and this is actually the teacher who taught me homeopathy. He's a naturopathic physician by the name of Dr. Paul Hirschke. He's up in, uh, he's in Connecticut, but he practices mostly in, uh, well, in Connecticut and in Massachusetts. He's probably one of the foremost homeopathic, you know, homeopaths in the world. He treats autistic kids. And though I do treat autistic kids and there's, from, there's nutritional things that you can do, etc. Fundamentally, it's quite difficult with um, patients who have autism, especially severe autism, to see a massive difference in their functioning, especially their social interaction. And so the things that I do help, and that's all great. But you watch him evaluate a patient with autism, a kid usually, you know, 16, and he gives them a homeopathic remedy. It's not always the same one. By the way, a lot of the time he gives them a remedy called Bufa, which comes from a frog, you know, and it's, it, it's poisonous because right. half the stuff we use is poisonous. Uh, well, not really half the stuff, but a lot <laughs> you, of it's poisonous. You're not, you're not calming people with that's that. That's exactly right. But we, <laughs> I mean, remember, it's so super diluted right. that, you know, uh, and, and at right. some point we should get onto how that even works. But uh, the point is that, and then over time, you'll see this kid come back because he'll bring him in afterwards six months later, yeah. a year later, two years later, it's not that this patient is no longer autistic, but their level of functioning, their level of social interaction has changed. And I've never seen anything like it in my life, in my life. Uh, because the way we as Western physicians treat autism is mostly symptomatic management and uh, support, you know, PT, OT, other types of things. But to actually change the disease state i've never seen anything like it so that's got me that got me hooked actually so how do you know it's not a placebo because again they're so to get it 100%. right is so hard yes and it's this very diluted and these right. little candy pills that's and exactly oh by the it. way you're giving me toxic frogs yes i'm giving you toxic frogs exactly they're very diluted toxic <laughs> frogs okay so let's take uh take that the, the question is um placebo and i certainly believe in placebo there's a lot of research on placebo and I think that my biggest argument for why there's something to homeopathy is one of the arguments I have for why I think acupuncture is useful, and that is that it works on animals. And so when I give a homeopathic remedy to a dog who doesn't know the dog is getting the homeopathic remedy because he's just eating his chow, but I've put in whatever remedy I want to do, I don't know, uh, lycopodium because he's a shy dog, Wh whatever the issue is, his behavior over the next couple of months will change. And that was not placebo because there is no placebo to that because the dog is just eating his doggy food. They have no idea. Exactly. Now, to the acupuncture, I, I mean, could the dog be aware that we're stimulating the meridians? Sure. I'm not, I don't know. My dogs don't seem to be that sophisticated. They seem to be interested in wagging their tails, licking me and, you know, and, and, and eating food. Um, so the fact that that will have a clinical response, and so one of the people in my class was a vet, and she was, um, she's actually extraordinary because she is flown in to the racing tracks all over the country to treat the um, horses. horses. Yeah. And she does acupuncture and homeopathy. 
and they charge she charges you know they, they, they pay her a lot of money to do that they fly her in right. because so they're not wasting their time or their money to give someone you know a horse who frankly has no idea what they're taking or acupuncture where they're sitting doing needles but this is having an effect on uh, on, on the horses so my argument would be that that uh, that from a placebo point of view, I, I I I would like someone to explain to me why it's going to work on pets because they um don't uh they ha- they haven't bought into it either way. They're just there, but you'll see a difference. And I've seen differences in pets when you do homeopathy. That's correct when you get it right. When you get the when you get the remedy wrong, it's not going to work. But when it's right, there's such a change in the behavior of whatever the behavior is that there's something to this. There just is. Wow. Now, so has there been other research? I mean, you said earlier that there really, you can't do big mega trials because it's N of ones all over the place because everybody have to personalize it so much. So that's exactly it. Right. So look, you know, in terms of where we are with the research, the research is really all over the place. So there was large studies in the British Medical Journal and in the Lancet with these meta analyses of, you know, a hundred studies saying that it was better than placebo uh, in both of them. And then you have another study with a different meta analysis that says it's not better than placebo. And so there were limitations to meta-analysis to begin with, um, which is that you're putting it all together and you're making generalizations. Um, But the second thing is that I'm not sure how you do a real classical homeopathic study where everybody's blinded because I need to see the patient and then tell the patient, you know, so it's, I have to know what remedy I gave them. Do you know? Right. So, I mean, yeah, that so becomes, right. you so you can't, because remember, double blinded double blind means I don't know what study. you're getting and you don't know what you're getting, but right. I know exactly what you're getting. And it's also individualized. And also, I, you can have a study saying, is homeopathy better than X? But the point is that you've got 10 people and you're giving 10 different remedies. So, in Western medicine, you're either getting the placebo or the active drug. Right. But I can't do that because I'm not generalizing everybody with cholesterol should be on a Crestor if I'm actually trying to treat the whole and five of them are getting this remedy and two of them are getting another remedy and so so that's the limitation i see with the studies um i'm not sure what to think because i'm actually rather a skeptical um doctor ironically so i generally i'm skeptical until i've seen it work on my patients and then um i I can just tell you that it uh, has worked um some rather impressive times but not every time and i do it more in children but i have kids where it won't work and then i have kids where there's such an obvious change in this child over the next three months um that i there's something to this there just is something to this and the research unfortunately is going to be very hard to bring because it of what i just described which is it's a very complex individualized you're taking individualized history and physical i don't know how you can turn that into a controlled randomized controlled right. trial so easily and the fda has approved it and it's considered safe right oh this is all safe right. you can't overdose even though you're giving me frog poison and arsenic. i'm giving you frog poison but remember in terms of the dilution <laughs> <Stink or>, venom <laughs> exactly we're talking about something that's so diluted that there's really uh, an argument that there's not a molecule of it in and it's just uh, it, it's nothing i understand that in terms of why we think it works we think it works on an energetic level which is similar to how they think perhaps um some of the things i mean acupuncture works in lots of different ways but one of the things is that there's an energetic effect and uh it also acupuncture works uh physically we actually see what it does in the spinal cord and in the brain but this is working on a concept that energetically you're in a certain state and we can push you to a healthier version of yourself 
which brings me back to the kind of like cures like. So essentially the story comes from, uh, from Dr. Hanneman, who is the homeopath and the father of homeopathy. Uh, the story is that he took the jacona bark, which is used, it's quinine basically, which is an anti-malarial med. He took it for three days to see what happened. He was healthy and he then developed cyclical fevers. So he came up with the idea that to use the same, you use the remedy the remedy that would, in a sick person, um, treat them, in a healthy person, is going to cause symptoms that are similar to the disease. So the way we find out about homeopathic remedies is we take healthy people, we give them this new remedy, and we ask them to diary every single symptom that they have all about them, and then we try and see what disease would that be, and then we use it for that disease. That's kind of how this really works. So someone got the brainy idea one day to say, let's take some snake venom. Let's take some arsenic. Right. Let's take some whatever whatever other poisons that we're talking about. Like, on what planet did someone decide this? Like, how did that come about that someone thought, let's take this frog and... So the way, yeah. so, so it starts off with <laughs> you know, the Jacobin Because like, again, all those people out there are going, this is the craziest 100%. thing I've ever heard of. So, right? so, so absolutely. So in, in homeopathy to begin with, firstly, you know, the way we do this is what's called provings, which is where you take all these healthy people and you give them, uh, you give them whatever it is that we're going to use. We, we, with the Sarah Heiner recipe, you know, remedy. So we right. then give, we give diluted Sarah Heiner to everybody and we see what symptoms they start to have. And that'll, uh, <laughs> that'll treat <laughs> the Sarah Heiner disease. That's kind of how it goes. But What's interesting is that that is not the only tenant of homeopathy because the other one is that it works when it is diluted, which is the reason why it is safe. Because if we were giving you the real dose of arsenic at a clinical dose, you'd be dead. And you're not dead. But what happens is when you give them a diluted amount, they still have symptoms, but the symptoms are of a different nature. It's not, it might be somewhat similar to uh, some of the symptoms might be similar to what you might have if you took arsenic but because it's so diluted you're getting other symptoms and the other symptoms will tell you what that can be used for what disease process you you would you would use it for so um, i'll give you an example like uh us um uh um the sulfur and there's phosphorus so phosphorus is a remedy which is phosphorus is literally yeah. uh, you know it's uh, it's it's Close an element right and so it's it's you would use phosphorus if uh, you know you had a child generally phosphorus kids are tall they are quite pretty they are um, they bleed quite easily they're very outgoing they're very interested in the world uh they tend to um sometimes they get uh, uh kind of rashes um, and they sleep, I can't remember how they sleep, but because uh, uh, I think they sleep with their hands, I can't remember, where, where they, oh, I know, so there's a couple of things, I can't remember how they sleep, but they have to look it up, there's a particular way phosphorus kids sleep, they have an interesting uh, symptom, which is if you give someone with phosphorus water that's cold, they'll get nauseous, so it's all like irrelevant weird things, so what happened is they took hundreds of years ago people and they gave them this dilute amount of phosphorus, and then they saw all of these people had these re- had these symptoms, and then they worked out that that is essentially those are the symptoms that that's the symptoms of what a, a phosphorus constitutional remedy looks like, 
And that's a healthy remedy. So phosphorus is a good one to be in. And if you start to get sick and your kid is a phosphorus, the first thing you do is give them phosphorus because that will get them back into their healthiest state. Wow. Yeah, I told okay. you, it's unlike any <laughs> other branch of medicine completely. It's right. And well, again, like, again, my brain, and I don't want to, I don't want to keep going down because my brain goes to, wait, how does that work? And how'd they figure that out? So let's get very practical for yeah. a second. So let's talk about some of the ways that we do, you, you do use it in your sure. practice. And in fact, there are a lot of places where people can use it at home. There's, there's, there are these do-it-yourself when, you were talking before, I'll call it the acute issues. Yes. When something comes up that you, you, it doesn't get you back to the state. But what are some of the places where people are able to use it? So for there's no question. Issues, the, the, right? the classic one that everybody knows about, the classic one. So this is in the sense that this is not individualized. This is a species-wide response, which is Arnica Montana. Love which Arnica. Which is Arnica. It's the, it's the it. mountain daisy. And you would use that for a trauma. It's the first thing you would do. So, a physical trauma. A yes, bruise, a physical, yes, right, a bruise, I mean, yeah, injury, yeah, a bruise right. or an injury. So right. if you if you sprain your ankle, then and you need to go and have an X-ray, fine, have an X-ray. But take arnica to begin with, because that would be exactly the state you would temporarily go in. Doesn't matter which remedy you're normally in, your normal remedy state, you'll go into an arnica state, uh, a little bit shocked when this thing happens, and arnica to Montana will get you out of that state. If you have a neurological injury so you i don't know you fall and you get a concussion uh you could use um hypericum which is st john's wort again this is homeopathic doses of hypericum and you would use that it's essentially like the arnica of the central nervous system another which, one that i like very which is much interesting. let me say st john's yeah. wort it's interesting because st john's wort is normally in a um, and a botanical in a There's higher no question. dose is, Much higher. is for depression. It's for depression and, for and also for, uh, St. John's walking in a high dose is also quite useful for um, nerve injuries. So uh, so you'll use right. it for, so um, I've certainly used homeopathic with St. John's Ward right. for nerve injuries. Another one would be, for example, if you have the flu, and that would be oxalococcinum, which is duck's liver. Right. And that's what that are, is? Uh-huh. And it's easier to say duck's liver than oxalococcus. I know, but I we, we always come that. up with like right. flashy, flashy Latin. But <laughs> there are actually some p randomized control trials right. showing that that reduces the duration of the flu yes. by about a day. Okay, so instead of being sick for six or seven days, you're going to be sick for six. Does it now, reduce the um, extremity of the symptoms? Somewhat, so but it it's mostly, days, but it's not yeah, as bad. It, it'll be better. So I can tell you categorically that all my kids, if uh, if we thought one had the flow, absolutely right. bought oxaloxacin, give it to them because I think that that's a, uh, a reasonable thing. I and still does think it you also be, reduce the chance that it will um, linger and turn into other, you know, can't, into can't say that. Like that. It just yeah. reduces the duration. Can't uh -huh. say that it, it reduces the, 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 the risk of complication. complications. Right. I would also say that you need to get a flu shot um, for everybody and wash your hands. But the point is that if you get the flu, I would be hitting oxycoxin extremely quickly. So those are kind of some remedies, and they are easy to understand because they are species-wide. That's for right. everybody. Doesn't matter what remedy you're in, but I, that's acute problems. Then you have chronic problems, and chronic problems is such a complexity that there is no, I use this for this, I use that for that. You know, we just don't do it. In fact, I'll blow you away. We have these things called nosodes, which are tuberculinum, which is from tuberculosis, which we took tuberculum, to, you know, tuberculosis, yeah. and we've turned that into a remedy. Cephalinum, which is obviously from syphilis. Carcinosum, which comes from breast cancer. And no these one can are, see the faces I'm making. There we go, the absolutely. They're, they're good faces. And those are <laughs> remedies that might be useful in someone who has a state that is one of those very sick states 
and those are what you would use it for. So again, the chronic thing, you need to see a homeopath who knows what they're doing because it's so detailed and complicated. Just a couple of things about this. If you got it right, they may get worse before they get better. And generally, I would see them back in about six weeks. And if they're getting better, I would do nothing. By the way, this is not in chronic constitution, chronic diseases and constitutional homeopathy. You're not giving someone something every day. It's not how it works. You give them one remedy, you give it maybe five pills of a 30C or something similar, and you give it one time and you see them back in six weeks. I used to do this with the, the patients with the kids and I'd sit there and I'd take my phosphorus and I'd have them take their remedy in my office and then say, and then the, the mother would go, well, should I buy some more? I said, no, I'll see you in six weeks. We're done now. We have to let the remedy take again. It's, it's just, it's unlike anything else. And does it happen, and then to watch the results, it happens slowly. Six weeks, absolutely. Right, six weeks, so it's not, and then you check again, it out. Western, this is such a twisted thing. I know. Versus Western medicine, 100%. where it's like, take my Advil and my pain will go away. Take my whatever people and my stomach won't think, hurt anymore. Sarah, people think it is obviously, they think it's magic. They think it's magic and they think it's, we also think it's, it's hocus pocus because how is it you're taking these small pills that have theoretically nothing in them and then six weeks later you're feeling better. But what I can tell you is I see patients, not everyone, it doesn't work for everything because then that would be the end of everything. We'd just be doing homeopathy. Well, But when it works, it works very nicely. Well, I'll challenge you on that. Mm. Um because you said before that some of the kids it doesn't work with. Mm -hmm. But is it that it doesn't work or you haven't found the right remedy? That's exactly them? right. I haven't found the right remedy. And it takes time. So and it takes you, time. You can get impatient with try, 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 no try, 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 try. There's no question. But it's so cheap. You're, it's very the cheap. The remedies are cheap. So, And I think it's something, if you have a chronic medical condition, it's something to, cons to consider. It's not going to interact with anything you're doing. It won't work if you're on steroids. That seems to blunt the effect. And then the other thing is that um, you really need to see someone who's actually properly trained in homeopathy. So in Connecticut, it's someone who has a licensed, as a licensed homeopathic physician from the state of Connecticut. You want someone who knows what they're doing. So one year, I'll do that and then we'll go back to the chronic conditions, um, as long as we're talking about licensed people. So in acupuncture, there's many licensed acupuncturists, mm -hmm. but... Many of them in recent years, they I'll call it they practice it in a Western way versus in the traditional Eastern understanding the energies. Right. Versus if I stick a needle, in, you know, if you have a pain in your elbow, I'll stick a needle in your right. knee and right. it'll fix it. Right. Right. So does the same thing happen in homeopathy that there are or or if somebody's a licensed homeopath? Yeah. Do they practice it? only in that that original philosophical way theoretically in terms of the people who were in my class when i did yes. my training there were two mds no there were three mds there were about 10 naturopaths and then there were lots of lay homeopaths which is fine i have no right. issue with any of them that we are all trained to do classical homeopathy and there is only one way to do it which is the way i just described right. and the cheaper way which is i have this i look it up that's the remedy and we're done is missing an incredibly complex system which makes it you might hit the right remedy by by chance but you really need to it takes an hour and a half to get a remedy so if someone goes into a homeopath and they and it's almost like a quick fix Aside from that, they've got some right. some acute ailment. Right. But if somebody goes in f with a bigger, broader, chronic thing, and somebody opens up their book and says, "Oh, page, you know, page thirty-seven, I got it," they right. should they should 
Right. What I would say is that if they say page right. 37 within about a minute, they probably haven't looked at the right. whole picture. The, as they say in homeopathy, the gestalt, literally right. the German gestalt, is literally what we mean in homeopathy. You have to look at everything. Right. It's a big picture. And all of that together gives you an idea of some options for what remedy state they're in. And if you get the right one, there will be hopefully an improvement after a little bit of a worsening, which we are okay about, and then there will be an improvement. And you might redose in six or eight weeks if they're not moving in the way. And sometimes you just do it once, and 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 things seem to be to be improved, and we're we're making some winning moments. So, what kind of chronic conditions would someone seek a homeopath for? So, I think ADD depression like so what, i'm what seeing mostly things? homeopathy right. for kids right uh, but what that's a special right. kind of area so for me it's going to be more learning difficulties uh perhaps some anxiety add behavioral problems autism that type of thing i got a kid i've got a kid i saw last week who's doing very well and he has delayed growth we need to get his body to actually turn on right. and go into puberty which he's started to do um, he's a phosphorus, by the way, so that was an easy one. He, <laughs> he was tall, skinny, like, and good he looking. Right. He was a model, so right. it was very obvious. It's like, I think he's going to be a phosphorus. He's cute. He's cute. He's, he's cute as a button, as the mother right. would say. So um, in adults, it could be for, I mean, people who do homeopathy, uh, a lot of homeopathy, will see it for pretty much any chronic condition, and that could be mood disorders, and that could be autoimmune diseases, and that could be... Um, uh, uh, other types of things. But would I go for diabetes? Um, would I go for high blood pressure? So they would, I have to be honest with you, my gut would be that it needs to be seen by someone who's going to look at the whole picture and mm -hmm. also look at the nutrition and the stress management and what botanicals, etc. You know, the way I was trained, I was trained by a, a naturopath and he was obviously going to use naturopathic mm -hmm. uh, implementation as well. We're not going to sit there and just say, oh, well, we, this is all we do. I'm a one, I'm a one trick pony and I only use homeopathy and that's it. If there are other things we're going to use, I'm only interested in the goal. I don't really care about how we get there. I'd right. like to do it in the most non-toxic way. The goal is I want to make you better. I want to make you more whole and eating, sleeping, and moving better. And so that's obviously going to be taken into consideration. So should everybody, I'll call it, get a baseline, find their Sarah Heiner remedy? So, like, you know, at some age, should lots they... Lots <laughs> of parents right. who are into homeopathy will see a homeopath to find out what their kid's constitutional remedy is. They will. Right. And, and do you do that because, I mean, should you bring them in when know. they're five years old? So I, like, have, I, have, I have constitutional remedies for right, my kids. I right. have a pretty good idea what they are. I mean, I, I've decided, I've committed right. to what the diagnosis is. And I use them if they get sick. You know, the, one's uh, a phosphorus, right. one's a sulfur. Uh, I think one was kind of carcinosin, but yes, but less so now. And one was a nature muriaticum. And I have those at home. Right. And so if they get sick, you know, I also have a lot of oxalococcinum. And my wife, who's not into any of this thinks you know just doesn't she doesn't she doesn't think that's, that's your joke in life that you're married to a woman who thinks what you do is just off the rails just, i mean she recognizes that when it comes to nutrition and acupuncture etc but the homeopathy is a bit much for her that's you know what i mean my magic my magic little pellets so when somebody wants, let's go back to the, um, I'll call it the, the bruises, because again, Arnica, so critical, mm. the oxalococcinum, mm -hmm. all those. Great. Um, is there, did I do it? Yeah, I, did you I did. You, got, you rocked it. Is yeah, the yeah. duck's liver, right? That's right, duck's liver. Um, is there anything, there's specific ways that people need to take that, right? I mean, in terms of like, so 
under the tongue, uh, and usually about five pellets. And then there's right. a couple of things before you don't want to eat or drink uh, before. Um, and there are certain things that can kind of blunt the remedy, like peppermint or teas. So you, you, you want to, I would say, honestly, uh, empty stomach when you do it under your tongue. Um, you could theoretically do it in water if you want to sneak it to your child without your child knowing. I don't know from a legal point of view how that works, but I suppose you can do what you like. Um, they would drink that down and we right. would be none the wiser. But they taste like candy pellets anyway. They taste like but sugar, then, exactly. And, and I that, always heard that like you have nothing in your mouth 10 minutes before and 10 minutes th- after. There's no, no question. There's right. no question. 10, 20 yeah. minutes? Uh, they say 15, but yeah. th- th- that would be kind of it. You don't want anything to, to, to have an impact on the remedy. Got it. Okay. So, all right. I think we've totally confused the world out there. Except I hopefully we've, so <laughs> but hopefully we've opened their eyes. I mean, because this is like just the whole concept of finding your constitution. I find so fascinating because there's so many people running around with these kind of chronic ailments that they don't know what to do with, and that you know, I'll call it the fibro. How about like the fibromyalgias and the Epstein think bars, they would be like great, all that great. Right. People who are going to have chronic medical conditions, right. especially ones where Western medicine is somewhat limited. I think we rock diabetes with our medications. I think that we probably have medications that would be used a little less if we did more lifestyle. But when it comes to some of the diseases like chronic fatigue or uh, post-Lyme or you have, um, uh, oh, I don't know, I mean, I'm just trying, you know, chronic fatigue or or, or fibromyalgia. I mean, this fibromyalgia is a little bit more complex, but in, in terms of some of those other diseases, which we see all the time, I think that the meds are only gonna take you so far. The world of alternative medicine and integrative medicine is ripe with other options that I think can be very useful. And homeopathy is definitely within that, remembering that it is just a totally different way of treating. So like when I put on my homeopathic hat, I have to switch off the rest of this to do it because I have to be looking in a completely different way, which was very hard when you first, when I first trained to be able to do this because I'm just doing what I normally do, which is, all right, let's talk about how you eat. Let's get, let's get to it. What did right. you have for breakfast today? And that's fine, but actually you wanna know about what their stool looks like. And you know, even if they didn't come in with diarrhea and they didn't come with any GI right. issues, you're fascinated by their stool and you're fascinated by uh, when they eat. And it's just, it's, it's, everything is fascinating and it's all part of a picture and it's almost funny because in Western medicine, um, a lot of the time we're not trying to open up cans of worms. So we're not going to ask, do you have chest pain? Because if you tell me you have chest pain, now we have to go off on a tangent. Whereas in homeopathy, the more symptoms, the more florid, the better. Because it gives us more hints as to what is the ideal remedy. And if you get the ideal remedy, you're going to have a better effect. A fascinating opportunity, a fascinating concept and and protocol for someone to think about as they're chasing around frustrated drugs hospitals doctors etc thank you joe forestein my pleasure you're an inspiration rock on (laughs) thank you thank you i'm talking to dr joseph forestein a leading family practitioner who uses integrative philosophies to help his patients regain and retain wellness in his practice he uses an array of treatment protocols as best suits the situation understanding that health and healing is driven by the patient and not the doctors. This can be prescriptive medications, but more often than not, he focuses on lifestyle changes and certain ancient traditional practices, including acupuncture and homeopathy. Challenging the common wisdom in health is just one example of the many ways that our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, helps people do better and feel better. 
Dr. Feuerstein is one of thousands of top experts who have appeared in Bottom Line Personal, not just in healthcare, but in all aspects of your life, including financial planning, great gift ideas, how to save money on travel, insurance snafus, smart tax strategies, improving your relationships, and so much more. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for over 40 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of the greatest tips from our experts of all time. Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast.